Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. And three CR proudly, very proudly, broadcasting from the lands of original inhabitants and paying respects to elders past and present, also acknowledging our Bree elders, bodies, relationships, identities and expression elders, including sister girls and brother boys, for their unique contributions to diversity on and around the land. Um, out of the Panna Show, covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show if um, we're in a communicative mood. Um, uh, otherwise, um, welcome to listeners of all genders, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. But if you want to get in touch um, about anything, out of the pan 855 at gmail.com, you can SMS 61401078981, um, tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And look for the post on my Facebook page, Sally Goldner, or Out of the Pan 3CR, 855 AM Melbourne, and comment under there. And there's good reason to look for it today because um, we need people to become subscribers slash members of 3CR um, and join up. Um, it helps us keep the radio on the air, along with Radiothon, where we ask for your donations every June. We're asking for this this year just to keep us rolling. Um, it's all happening and that sort of thing. So um, we do need your support um, for at least, love it, if four people could sign up, um, give me, there's a link on the uh, my Facebook page, um, or you can just go to 3CR and look for the how to support us and then subscribe um, link is how you can do it. And if you do, please let me know. Well, opened up today with Midnight Oil. Um, of course, the big music news of the week, said the Australian pansexual classic rock person, is that Midnight Oil are reforming and doing their first big tour in 15 years, um, going all over the world, and then sort of um, the Great Circle tour that will circle around Australia at the end. Um, pretty awesome stuff if you're an Oils fan. Um, great to see them back, and they said there will be some new material Um Garrett sort of back to his best, um, you know, debate about what Peter Garrett got up to in politics, I suppose. I mean, it's a difficult, I'm, you know, I don't, I try not to subscribe to stereotypes of politicians, no matter how a cheap stand-up comedian, um, comedic fodder they may be. 
There are good politicians, and I've met both of them. No, I didn't say that. Look, there are good politicians, even if you disagree with their ideology across politics, and then there are some who, well, frankly, you'd want to um, you know, put in a world wrestling entertainment type sleeper hold um, and throw over the top rope afterwards. But, um, you know, look, I think he's back where he was best. You know, there's an old saying, um, can, is it, you know, do you ch- achieve change from inside the system or outside? And of course, it varies over time and according to circumstances. But I just personally, my subjective opinion, I think Peter Garrett and Co. better um, achieving change outside the system. So great to see them back um, on deck. Now, I wanted to just have a quick chat as much as I can about um, you know the Indigenous welcome that I do to the program, or welcomes plural. As much as I acknowledging my privilege as um, someone who is not an original inhabitant can say so, uh, it's done with passion and commitment and energy because, um, you know, I try to be the best ally I can. God knows I'm not perfect on being an ally on all sorts of things. But, um, you know, um, we do need to acknowledge it. I was disappointed to hear that one um, local government area has stopped doing it because it's become, well, this was my word, ritualistic. Well, when people say, oh, I'd just like to acknowledge and make it sound like it's, you know, part of the, you know, a sort of, oh, the bathrooms are over there and um, if we have to exit in a hurry, then that's not good. But it really is important to acknowledge. But, of course, we need to be doing more. I've got to say one of the highlights of my year last year, which I didn't get a chance to talk about before I um, went off to Bangkok, was to be invited to lead a tran- co-lead a Trans Day of Remembrance ceremony at the Kunga, the um, Indigenous gathering in Melbourne um, over the weekend of 9th, sort of 18th to 20th November, and I was there on the day. It was pretty damn moving, I've got to say. Um, and although, you know, you might say, you know, how can my experience be the same? Well, a young brother boy got up and said how he'd been unfortunately rejected by his own Indigenous community, and he said on the weekend he'd found a sense of community. Well, it struck me that when I went a few years ago to my first ever Pride Shabbat service, the one that happened in 2014, and I finally felt a sense of connection in many ways being called up to read something from the scriptures um, as a female. It was a bus mitzvah, a bit late, 48, but never um, too late, I suppose. Um, But then at the end where they said, you're always welcome here, sense of community. So it might seem like it's different human experiences um, across um, trans and gender diverse, I'll say cultures and multi-faith and multi-culture, if I can use those words, they're all human experiences. We don't like to be rejected or isolated. We want connection and affirmation. And, you know, it was pretty damn moving. So, you know, I get it. I wish I could do more um, for those who identify as part of the Indigenous and or and LGBTI communities love to have um, hear from you. Um, you know what do you think? Um, I think we need to do those greetings. There was a bit of debate on Facebook last year about are they taking away from the acknowledgement of country? Um, I don't think they are. I think they fleshed them out further myself. But again, it is not my position to say um, definitively. It's only an opinion. But if people think they're inappropriate, let me know. So. Um, yeah, just part of the diversity within diversity that, you know, I'm increasingly seeing it's very heartening to see, you know, when, you know, we struggled for years and still haven't got it perfect, um, 
to get all of LGBTI on the map, but people are already thinking way beyond um, that sort of thinking and going, what about um, original inhabitants, multicultural, multi-faith, disability? There was a highlight of the Midsummer Festival overall, the huge, it seemed like a relatively huge number of disability art exhibitions is, an, is enormous to see. So great to see that diversity within diversity coming in to the rainbow community. Sort of makes sense if you, cop, sadly, we cop negativity, even though um, we've got so much awesomeness within the rainbow. Well, you'd like to think you could say, well, hang on, that person over there who might not be me is copying it, but hey, if we stand together, we can do it. Now, I said cryptically after, um, under the posts for today's show, um, you know, that there will be, um, I said, quote, and there will be a Midnight Oil track or there may not be. What does that mean? Well, we've already had a Midnight Oil track, so people say, well, how can there be anything else? Well, there won't be a Midnight Oil track. There'll be five Midnight Oil tracks in honour of them reforming. The only time I've, only other time I've ever played um, five tracks from the one artist on the one show was when Becky Cole, the um, country singer, came out as lesbian a few years ago. So I thought, why the heck not do it today um, in honour of Australian pansexual classic rock and subscriber drive? And, well... Um, to keep um, 3CR on the move um, financially. Um, well, we need people to subscribe, um, So, but we also um, need your energy, dare I say. We need your power and passion. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the pan with Sally. For progressive people around the world, it's been a hard start to the year. Trump is rolling out his racist agenda, inspiring increased racial, religious and gender-based hatred across the globe. It really is time to rally together to fight for a better world. There is power in numbers and there is power in independent, community-run media. Join the swelling number of people fighting back by becoming a member of your radical activist radio station. Show us your love and subscribe to 3CR. Call us on 9419 8377 or pay online 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. On the 23rd of February, Indigenous Social Justice Association Melbourne will hold a public meeting, stop deaths in custody and hold police to account. In 2004, 17-year-old TJ Hickey was killed during a police action in Redfern. Ten years later, 22-year-old Miss Du died in custody in South Headland, Western Australia, due to police and medical staff negligence. Speakers include Guna Yandi Woman and 3CR broadcaster Viv Mallow, Makai Issa, campaigner against racial profiling and Alison Thorne, ISJA Melbourne's founding member and anti-fascist activist. The meeting will be held at Solidarity Salon, 580 Sydney Road, Brunswick at 6.30 on Thursday, February the 23rd. Check out ISJA Melbourne's website or Facebook page for more information. ISJA Melbourne is a 3CR supporter. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Uh, prior to the messages, we heard from Midnight Oil from the 
well, I think you'd have to say it was their breakout album, um, 10987654321 in the early 1980s. Um, and um, I ended up playing Power and the Passion, although the fabulous Pete from doing Time and 3CR um, wanted Short Memory, which is, is very appropriate. You know, it sort of doesn't seem that long ago when you look at what Midnight Oil were singing about and it's all back. Um, 1982 was the exact year of release of that amazing album. Um, and, um, yeah, Power and the Passion. So give 3CR that your power and passion and become a subscriber. Um, you could hop online at 3CR, um, 3CR's website under the support section or, as mentioned, ring 94198377. We need your love. Um, had a message in as well. Hey, Roving, how's it going this week for you? Um, the words ring true in Parliament. We need the power and the passion. And Roving said, wouldn't it be great if um, they dedicated a song to marriage equality? Well, I think that's a good thing, dedicated an existing song, um, you know, sort of, um, or perhaps write one, one specifically about, um, you know, marriage or rainbow issues um, in general, I think could be a good one. Um, so, yep, um, um, Pete, Rob, Jim, um, Bones and Martin, if you're out there listening, uh, there's a hint from a 3CR listener. Um, sounds like a good one to me. And, um, of course, um, you have the um, massive right if you are um, listening at home or somewhere but not driving to um, do um, air drums to Rob Hurst's work on any Midnight Oil track. Um, we we give you your individual freedom uh, on this on this program. So, yeah, um, yes, power and the passion. We need it all in lots of ways at the moment. Um, what else has been happening in the queer community? I've been out out and a boot this week. Um, I feel like I'm a tourist guide sometimes or a Leyland sibling, but... Um, the training work that I do with Transgender Victoria has got me out and about. Um, as, as the Dalai Lama says, go to at least a, one different spot on the Earth's surface every year. Well, I'm currently running at three within two months. I'm not sure if I can keep that batting average up. Um, um, was at Malakuta this week. I've never been there before to the, well, the most easterly point. It's a bit like Voyage of the Dawn Treader where they go to the utter east. Uh, well, I did. And what a lovely place. I don't want to sound like a Victorian tourist promotion, but we do have lots of great things to see in this state. Um, but um, got to say, lots of great people, um, 15 people at the training session. And I think this is so welcome. I mean, you know, for a long time, there was, of course, a bit of a metro versus regional rural remote divide. Still, obviously, it's not 100% equal and hoping to have some peeps on the show to talk about that in the next couple of weeks, if I can get myself organised. But, um, you know, the thing is, um, you know, um, with internet, social media, I mean, let's face it, the, you know, the main news bulletins on most stations now are the same in metro and regional. The newspapers get out there. Someone who'd lived in Malakuta a long time said, you know, it was sort of like you did feel like you were at a bit of the utter east, um, um, many years ago because you'd wait for the Herald Sun to come in at three in the afternoon, which is a bit scary that you're waiting on the Herald Sun. But anyway, um, but now, of course, you know, we are in a more connected world um, and you know, people are aware of issues, of course, like LGBTI and, you know, there just seems to be diversity in many country towns um, that I see um, in terms of all sorts of things. Um, of course, it's not perfect and sometimes... It's about finding the place um, that you've got to be, 
but and finding the connection, but they are there. And got to give a big hand to Gippsland Multicultural Service, who organised the sessions. Um, the second one was on our, we'll say, on our way back um, at Warrigal, and very cleverly done by the organiser who made who sort of handpicked the organisations there. So at least one person was there from a range of organisations, but also a range of West Gippsland services, which is really clever. So, um, you know, gradually the isolation's breaking down and hopefully, you know, those people go back to their services, talk about it, and the service says, well, we should have everyone in our service do this training. It is shifting slowly. And I hope this gives encouragement. We heard in um, the message is there about subscribing. No, it's not a good start to the year, particularly in the US with the person whose name we will not mention um, in charge and what's going on there. But I do get this honest feeling at times. There's an intri- the, the grassroots, you know, people want to do the right thing. Granted, yes, there are people who are you know, sucker punched by um, persons whose name we won't mention and similarish persons on the, well, relative fringe of politics in Australia. But I think there's also lots of people who can see through the malarkey. They're just the, the quiet ones. And so if we keep pushing at the grassroots, um, each in our way, you know, we can't throw out said person whose name we um, don't want to mention. But, you know, we can at least re- um, put some positive stuff um, across in our own way. So great to see that happening. Um, so, yep, Malakuta, now on my um, place I've never been before. Um, went to Timboon last week, which is between Colac and the Great Ocean Road, and nothing to do with training. Went to Pound Bend at Warrantite during the summer to swim in the Yarra. Um, freshwater swimming, I suppose, you know, big broad land with surrounded by beaches. We don't think of freshwater swimming a lot. We need to. So, yeah, lots of good stuff to see. Risk of, as I say, at risk of sounding like a Victorian tourist promotion. Um, we do have lots to see, but I do have to say my favourite place, quite honestly, is Garraword um, in the Western District. There's just a sense of majesty um, in that place. All right. Um, what else is happening uh, Midnight Oil-wise? We're up to the third track. No, not just a track, all five, as mentioned. And, well, I think it's kind of impossible not to play this one on so many levels. Um, you know, the words um, that talk to our about our original inhabitants and our outback, um, and also musically. Um, part of Midnight All, and sort of in a more acoustic mode, and this, is, of course, is a big one, um, from, originally from the Diesel and Dust album, The Dead Heart. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au, Out of the Pan with Sally. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au, and On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. And I think I'll say it again, 3CR proudly broadcasting from the lands of original inhabitants and paying respects to elders past and present. And, um, well, seems appropriate to talk about it in that capacity as we talk about... um, the Dead Heart from Midnight Oil's Diesel and Dust album. Um, if um, 1098 was probably a breakthrough, that might have been, or I would say, a high point, but that's um, sort of the one that possibly broke them overseas in 1987. Um, an awesome source um, album indeed. Well, it seemed to have stumbled onto a theme of diversity in diversity today, and so far we've talked about Indigenous, we've talked about location in terms of metro vis-a-vis regional, rural, remote. 
But I also want to talk about age. Now, we hear a lot about nowadays the issues of LGBTI seniors and thanks to those who, um, you know, pioneered and paved the way and both generally, but also in relation to research in this area, people like Dr. Joe Harrison in South Australia, Catherine Barrett here, um, just to name a two, Heather Birch um, is another person, Chris Verno um, at Joy. Lots of people did lots of good stuff and all that sort of thing. And we rightfully hear about the issues of young people, you know, 79% of LGBTI people facing bullying at schools for being LGBTI or being even presumed to be LGBTI, um, Q+, I should say, or Brie. But sometimes we think in society overall, and this then filters through into our thinking for the rainbow communities, that the middle cohort of age, which I'll define roughly as 30 to 55, but of course no strict rules, we don't believe in binary black or white on this program, um, you know, sometimes gets forgotten. It's um, still um, no easy street to come out um, as, you know, if you are in 30, that middle um, cohort, um, not not easy at all um, that to, to do that. Um, you know, and because, you know, there's this tendency to think, well, if you're in that rel- relatively adult age, you know, where um, it can all, it's all just a piece of cake, well, it's not. Um, you know, sure, there's the multiplying factors or intersectional factors. So if you are in regional areas, it can be, hard, can be harder to come out if you're, um, let's say, an original inhabitant in that 30 to 55 bracket, it could be harder to come out. But it is another factor. And the thing is for both, um, well, for most trans and gender diverse people in particular, but particularly the middle middle cohort as well, as well as seniors, people who come out late, there can be all sorts of emotions underneath. I I call it my topsoil theory, where sure, you get through the initial barriers of coming out, fear and all that sort of thing. And yes, you come out and then, you know, you perhaps get on your path in terms of your identity, expression, body, maybe sexual orientation as well for trans, and I'll come to the full rainbow in a second. Um, But then there's all the stuff underneath. You hear you push down emotions like shame and fear and possibly anger, and they sort of, the thing is that taking that layer of topsoil off sort of reveals them, and they've got to be dealt with safely. And I think this is something we don't talk about. There's also grief and loss for many middle and and senior cohort people. Oh, why didn't I come out earlier? Well, you know, um, we of course all wish we could and everyone's got a right to their feelings, but they've got to be dealt with. And then what anyone, whatever anyone else wants to think, every one of us has stuff as a person. I suppose the irony, if you perhaps haven't had an issue of discrimination and that sort of thing to deal with, you might never deal with it. You might, might just ignore it because life seems to be rolling along. But, you know, it sometimes can be the case that things come up that you'd forgotten about, which maybe were not anything to do with your sexual orientation or gender identity, we'll say directly or even somewhat indirectly, but, um, you know, maybe not at all. And so I think we need to be cognizant of that for middle cohort people. Now, I said I was mainly talking about trans. I don't really feel I can speak for the intersex experience. Um, If you find out late that you're intersex, I'm guessing it could be somewhat of a surprise. Um, and then you've got the issues of support, but that's about as far as I'll go. For bi people, it's still a challenge. Many have heard so much stereotype stuff from bi- um, from both broader society and elements of gay and lesbian about bi that it can be difficult. 
Um, but we have again this. Well, I hate to say it. There is a hierarchy. Um, that it you know it is relish. It is getting easier for middle cohort gays and lesbians to come out. Um, super educator Daniel Whithouse reported when he did his Beyond Priscilla tour around the country with Bruce the Van that there were many gays and lesbians who were, let's say, born in regional, rural, remote areas who perhaps may be sure they went off to the city, but as they became more confident, came back to it, to their town of origin. Um, and they were in that middle cohort bracket. I'm st- still not sure if it's um, quite that possible for trans and gender diverse people, maybe um, for bi. Um, so, yeah, a big issue um, for sure. And... Um, also, yes, um, you know, um, something to watch out for. And I don't think a lot of counselling types get this. I think there's a lot of issues I could talk about about GLBTI and counselling. And during the last couple of weeks, I forgot to mention a podcast that I did with a hypnotherapist. Lawrence Akers is um, on the net. Um, so have a look for that. And I think one of the issues with a lot of therapy training is people, therapists are taught to be um, sort of... Um, um, sort of distant and impersonal. And I think when you've faced huge um, abandonment um, by family and society, if someone's sitting at you um, from across the room, um, you know, sort of um, and going, and why did you say that? What made you feel that way? Not a good idea. So, um, you know, there's lots of issues that I think we can make therapists aware of. Um um, we've just got to keep working on it. Um, now, a couple of messages of various sorts. Um, Linda has tweeted she's loving the oils. Thank you, Linda. Um, <clears throat> um, well, certainly two of us here. Um, and a great text in from Roving Reporter. In lieu of the SBS racism campaign this week, helpful to discuss racism within the rainbow communities, especially on social media. Um um, and, um, you know, com- another component of bullying that's worthy of discussion, especially amongst cisgender white males. Yeah, look, I think we will touch on that sort of issue with um, in the last segment, if we're going to do diversity within diversity. Um, also, just on that note, both papers today, to, to their credit, have <clears throat> um, given some, some significant space to a state government campaign on racism, it's pretty near the front of the Sunday Age on about the third page, about page 10 of the Hun. So um, that's pretty impressive that both papers have decided to run with it. So maybe people are realising this individual freedom stuff has gone too far. But, um, yep, certainly let's have a chat about um, pre- prejudice against race and people of colour and similar-ish as much as I can do that um, in the last segment. All right, um, continuing with the Midnight Oil theme music, um, themed music, um, let's go back to an early Midnight Oil album and do a bit of an album track. Um, and it's a bit Australian because it talks about a koala, a koala sprint from head injuries. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. CR has all kinds of music programs for you to hear. From blues to hip-hop, reggae, classical, punk, 
jazz, soul, indigenous, experimental, indie, metal and other music styles. Check out 3cr.org.au on the World Wide Web for more info. subscription lapsed we want you back spend more than the evening with us reunite with us subscribe to 3CR and get excited call 9419 8377 or donate online 3cr.org.au and let's get back together It'll feel so good. We are asking for you to do that on today's show as part of our subscriber drive for this week. Um, you know, um, hop on to 3CR's website at the um, um, support us and subscribe links and join up. Um, I've got to say, it's just as well the microphones are off or you would have had a huge burst of laughter there. Haven't laughed so much since I saw the reactions to Roman Reigns entering the Royal Rumble at number 30. And, of course, reunite with us. There's more chance if you haven't renewed your membership of um, um, you reuniting with us than there is now of Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho reuniting. Um, That's a totally cryptic WWE reference, but I thought I'd throw it in because I could. We can do that on community radio because we do have genuine individual freedom. Well, lots of things coming up, and we'll try to squeeze in some conversation in the last few minutes on the issues of racism. Um... And Roving has um, said that it's hypocritical when there are, um, in inverted commas, freedom fighters who are obsessed with getting rid of Section 18C in our government, yet at the same time they're asking for equality in their relationships. Um, some gay men are a walking contradiction. Yes, it's true. Um, i got to say one thing in relation to marriage. I got very cheesed off for a while, and again, I acknowledge my privilege as a person who is white and English-speaking here, where people would say Australia's falling behind English-speaking developed nations in the battle for marriage equality. Now, regardless of what you think of marriage equality, but does that mean that um, Spain and Argentina getting marriage equality matters less because they're not English-speaking and or developed? And sometimes I just don't think people are aware of their own bias. Uh, not that that's ever an ex- that can best be an teensy excuse once, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, it's just not on. But if you point it out and then they say, you know, let's say I've I've had issues with males who are sexist um, and clearly by any sense of um, measure their behaviour is gender stereotypical. And they say, well, I'm not sexist. And they keep doing it. That's a problem um, when people deny it and lots of people see it the same way. And so, yeah, look, there are issues within racism in the community. I had a, I will say a cisgender gay male tell me once he said I don't understand what the problem is with saying no Asians in a personals ad and I'm just sitting there looking at him and why in particular this was someone who was a child of I will say immigrants from Mediterranean background when so many people from those sorts of countries came to Australia in the 1950s 
this person was called racist things at school and yet can't understand what the issue is. You've sort of got to bang your head, don't you? And look, we're not... I, I think that, how, you know, we, we could go on about the issues for a long time. Um, what's the solutions? I do see generational change time and time again. I had a great email during the week, for example, from a young, I'll say trans slash gender diverse person at school who's doing amazing stuff with their year 12 class. And apparently about three out of 70 people identify as non-cis. Now, if that's about 5%, that's a pretty good damn batting average. And they've got lots of support there. People just want the details on how to be an ally. So I think that these double standards will ease out, but they're certainly frustrating at the time. I suppose we've just got to keep challenging them as safely as we can. Now, Pete has mentioned an event happening on the 11th of March, which I think is certainly worth a mention. Um, the 11th of March, which will be during the Labor Day weekend sometimes, says she rapidly reaching for the Outlook calendar. Yes, Saturday night, so not a school night by any means. Um, and that's it's on Facebook. The exact name is a fundraiser for Santa, and I hope I have this right, Curai, K-H-U-R-A-I. Um, and as the blurb says here, raising funds so Santa, a trans activist from northeast India, can get her gender affirmation surgery. $10 door charge, bands playing, um, dissolve shit, V, TT Skittles, Crystal Myth, Wet Kiss. Um, so lots of things. There's a GoFundMe on that Facebook page if you can't make it. Um, so, yeah, really important and um Great to see Pete on this page has said any transphobic comments will be removed and the person making them will be shamed. Yeah, sometimes you've got to do it. So, yes, really important. Um, now, before we go forward with things coming up, things coming back, I mentioned that I did a podcast with Lawrence Akers, A-K-E-R-S, who is a hypnotherapist. It's on releasehypnosis.com.au called Outthink, um, which I think is a, I think is a good name. An exploration of transgender, although naturally I talk about bi and lots of other stuff. Um, part one of a, a recording I did with Lawrence late last year, so there's a couple of things that have shifted. Um, Roving has acknowledged that unconscious bias does exist, but I think, you know, look, um, people, as I say, if you pointed out, if people get something wrong once and they go, oh, heck, or words to that effect, then I think it's reasonable to just let's move on. Same as if, say, someone misgenders you and you go, no, my pronouns that I use are blah, instead, and they get it right forever. You know, I think um, that's a reasonable thing. So things that are coming up this week, have a bowl of alphabet soup at um, Denbar, 113 High Street. So much great work being done by all those organising that. Just a place for um, LGBTI people and families to get together socially on um, Tuesday night. Um, then... It's all happening Friday. Um, yours truly, find out why this is a feast for radio um, because I'm on a panel discussion for the channel along with Anna Brown, the fabulous Fury, Jacob Thomas, um, and it's in at the Wheeler Centre in the city um, at, a, at about quarter to six for a six o'clock start, um, talking about how we can fund particularly the, we'll say, underfunded parts of the community. Yep, six till 7.45, the Wheeler Centre. I'll have had the caffeine beforehand. Um, so, yep, um, a huge um, panel. Um, Fury, the fabulous um, writer, feminist and agitator. Um, Jacob Thomas, um, the Queen's Young Leader Award winner. On you, Jacob, they will be facilitating. 
Ross Murray from GLAD in the US, having a meeting with Ross and colleagues during the week. Adolfo Aranjuez, Aranway, I'm sorry about the pronunciation, I should find out these things bad. Um, editor of Metro Australia's oldest film and media periodical. Anna Brown, Human Rights Law Centre and Government Task Force, and yours truly. So rock along to that. And um, if I'm looking at it here... Um, it pretty um, yes tickets um there's a ticket um eventbrite um linky thingy do that and it's free if you're a member of the channel only ten buckaroo poos for non-members so places are limited get in quick um selling like hotcakes pity hotcakes aren't popular anymore um what else is coming up um anxiety group for trans and gender diverse people in Carlton on Saturday morning and trans families back um I'll be putting my facilitator hat on on Saturday afternoon um with Carol and another big year of trans family um, coming up. Also got to say, if you're in some listening mode, I did a chat with um, Tom Ballard on his podcast a few weeks ago as well, so it's um, getting myself in fine voice. Um, gosh and almighty, time flies when you're having fun. I had wanted to play one more Midnight Oil track, but we'll give it a little bit of a run as we come into Freedom of Species, um, and we'll perhaps have it a, give it a full run in a future week. But going back really early, let's get right into some hard-rocking Midnight Oil from the originally from their first album, eponymous album. Here's the live version on Screaming Blue of um, of Powderworks. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. Thanks to Roving and Linda for all your support. Thanks for subscribing if you did. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. <laughs>